Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short Bible study every day, seven days a week, just about 13, 14 minutes usually, but it keeps us in God's Word, and that helps keep us focused on our spiritual lives, on our relationship with God, and upon our soul's salvation, or lack thereof. Now, help people in your life grow in their faith, come closer to God, and maybe get to heaven by sharing these short studies with them every day through Facebook friends, text messages, and other technological means. You may help somebody turn their life around. You may help somebody actually get to heaven. What a great blessing for them, but also for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today and every day with everybody you can. We're going to get back into our line of thought and study. I've asked the question, are you trying to do it alone? Are you trying to make it by yourself? Are you trying to, to make it on your own, by your own power, your own ability, your own strength? You're doomed to failure because you can't do it yourself. You must trust in God. You need God in your life. We've looked in a very focused way at James chapter 4, verses 13 through 15, where James talks about how we make these plans as though we've got con complete control of the time. And so we say, well, today or tomorrow, tomorrow we're going to do such and such. Well, but I, I made the point, we've all gotten those phone calls. So-and-so died last night, or so-and-so died this morning. And it might be a family member. It might be a, a friend, a close friend. It might be a neighbor or work associates. And we, we might say, well, I talked to him yesterday, or I talked to him just the other day. Yeah. Yeah, they're dead. They died last night, or they died this morning. Well, but it's not just that. James says we make these plans. He says, uh, you, you say you're, today or tomorrow we're going to go to such and such a city. We're going to spend a year there. We're going to buy and sell and make a profit. So we've got all these plans as though they were completely under our control. We've got it laid out. We're going to be successful. We're going to go to this particular place. Everything's going to work out. We're going to make a profit. We're going to have a, have a successful business, and it's going to take only a year. Well, have you got a year? How do you know everything's going to work out the way you've got it in your head? And so James goes on, and he says, whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow, let alone a year from now, for what is your life? It is even a vapor. It appears for a little time and then vanishes away. And I've made the point that people die at all ages. It's not just when people get to be elderly or super elderly that they die. People die at all ages, all ages. And you probably know some who have died, and you say, why? They were so young. They had so much more life to live. And then James goes on, and he says, instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we shall live and do this or that. And there, James is making the point now. He's saying, you need to ask God in your life. You need to seek God's wisdom, his guidance, his blessings. You need God in your life. You can't do it yourself, by yourself, on your own, under your own power. And James says all such boasting is evil. He says, you're, when you start leaving God out of your plans, out of your life, as though you're big and bad enough to be able to take care of everything yourself and do everything yourself, he said, uh, that's boasting and arrogant, and that's, it, that's evil. And then he goes on and says, therefore, to him who knows to do good and does not do it, to him it is sin. Yeah. When we 
leave God out of our lives. And some people would say, well, I don't leave God out of my life. I, I have faith in God. Really? How, much do you, how, much, how often do you attend church services to worship God? Well, I don't have to be at church services to believe in God and, and have faith in him. Uh, go back to Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as is the manner of some, but all the more as you see the day approaching. Why do you think the church is here? Jesus said in Matthew chapter 16, I will, upon, I will build my church. And, and what do you think happened on Pentecost in Acts chapter 2? The church came into existence. In Acts chapter 2 and verse 47, it says, The Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. Ephesians 1 verses 22 and 23 says the church is the body of Christ. You need the church. The church is central to your relationship with God. It's not the church that is the entity in and of itself. It is because it is there by God. It is here by God's design, by God's plan. It is the body of Christ. It is God's family. Now, that would just be one simple question as to, you know, challenging you when you say, well, I, I don't have to have the church to, to be faithful to God. Yeah, yeah, the church, the church goes with being faithful to God. But how often do you pray to God? How often do you pray for God's guidance and wisdom in the plans you make? How often do you teach your children about God directly? You see, we keep saying things. We, treat, we try to excuse ourselves, and that's the problem. We try to excuse ourselves. I want to read from Jeremiah, chapter 17, verses 5 through 8. And here the prophet writes this. Thus says the Lord, and of course Jeremiah is writing God's word here. Thus says the Lord, cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength, whose heart departs from the Lord. Now, what are we talking about there? Man who trusts in man, or in other words, a person who trusts in himself, or maybe in other people, but he doesn't turn to God. He doesn't seek God's guidance and wisdom and blessing. So cursed is the man who trusts in man. He trusts in himself. I can do it. I'm going to make it happen. Uh, he makes flesh his strength, as though, again, he's strong enough, powerful enough. He has the ability to take care of things himself, whose heart departs from the Lord. For he shall be like a shrub in the desert, and shall not see when good comes, but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness, in a salt land which is not inhabited. You see, he's talking about ultimate failure, on an eternal scale, and, and self-destruction. He goes on in verse 7, he says, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord. Can you say that you really trust in the Lord? And whose hope is the Lord? For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters, which spread out its roots by the river, and will not fear when heat comes. But its leaf will be green and will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will cease from yielding fruit. 
Do you see the two contrasts in the ultimate life realities there? The one who is not trusting in the Lord, he's trusting in himself, his own strength, he can do it on his own, he can make it happen by himself. It's going to be like a person who lives in a desert, in a salt land where nobody else lives, basically fruitless. But the one who trusts in the Lord, who lives his life for the Lord, who, 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 who tries to follow the Lord's will, that's going to be like a man who's, who you could compare to a tree being planted by waters, by a river, by a stream, by a lake, and doesn't have to fear when the heat comes because he's getting the sustenance from that water right there. We need to open our eyes. We need to recognize we need God. In 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 4 and 5, the Apostle Paul talks about how our sufficiency is from God. And let's make the further application there. We're helpless without God. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 9 and 10, Paul said, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. By the grace of God. James, going back to James again, but chapter 1 in verse 17, James wrote, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights with whom there's no variation or shadow of turning. You think you're all self-sufficient? You can do everything yourself? Maybe you can fix a car. Maybe you can paint a house. Maybe you can be a whiz at computers. Who do you think gave you those abilities? Those are blessings from God. You might say, well, I have, you know, all this money put away in the bank. Who blessed you with with that money? Who blessed you with the ability to make that money? Who blessed you with the opportunities to be successful? Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, is from God. Paul says, by the grace of God, I am what I am. You cannot even control the oxygen supply. God does. God put the atmosphere there in the way that it sustains our life. Now, I want us to look at what Paul wrote. And you talk about a person who is who is in a hard situation when he wrote this, he was in jail. And the indication seems to be that he had probably been in jail for close to four years by this time. Philippians chapter 2, Philippians chapter 2, and I want us to read beginning with verse 19. And so here Paul says, but I trust in the Lord Jesus I trust in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you shortly that I also may be encouraged when I know your state. He's writing this to the church at Philippi. He cares about them. He says, I want to send Timothy to you. I want to hear how you're doing. And then we drop down to verse 23 and 24. And he goes on and he says, therefore, I hope to send him at once as soon as I see how it goes with me. But I trust in the Lord that I myself shall also come shortly. Now, do you see what he says here? I want to hear from you. I want to hear about you, how you're doing. I want to send Timothy to you soon. But he says, I trust in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you shortly. And then what he says, 
I, hey, I, I hope to send him at once as soon as I see how it goes with me. But I trusted the Lord that I myself shall also come shortly. He wasn't thinking about his own abilities. He was thinking about how he trusted in the Lord to make it happen. Not by himself, in and of himself, on his own, by his own power, but he trusted in the Lord. Our sufficiency is from God. God blesses us continually. We need to use those blessings according to his will and in his service and to glorify him. And we need to pray to him about those desires and those intentions in our lives. But you've got to get God back in your head to be able to do that. You've got to be thinking about God. We'll dig deeper next time. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you for loving us so much. Thank you for blessing us so much. Help us to see that all the truly good things in our lives are blessings from you. We praise you. We give you the glory, the honor, and the thanks, Father. Please take care of us in every way and guide us in your wisdom to live for you. Please forgive us and hear our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen.